The Mystical City of God, The Incarnation Book 3, Chapter 15 The Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Agreda, describes how the Virgin Mary is informed of the will of the Lord, that she visit Holy Elizabeth. She asked Saint Joseph for permission to go, while remaining silent about all that had happened to her. 190. By the words of the heavenly messenger the Archangel Gabriel, Most Holy Mary had been informed that her cousin Elizabeth, who was held to be sterile, had conceived a son and that she was already in the sixth month of her pregnancy. Afterwards, in one of the intellectual visions, the Most High revealed to her that in a miraculous birth, Elizabeth would bring forth a son who would be great before the Lord. Luke 1 15 a prophet and the forerunner of the incarnate word and other great mysteries of the holiness and of the personality of St. John were revealed to her. On this same occasion and on others the heavenly queen was informed that it would be agreeable and pleasing to the Lord if she would visit her cousin in order that Elizabeth and the child in her womb might be sanctified by the presence of their Redeemer. For His Majesty was anxious to communicate the benefits of His coming into the world and His merits to His precursor, in order to make of Him, as it were, the well-seasoned first fruit of His redemption. 191. At the news of this sacramental mystery the most prudent virgin, with admirable jubilee of spirit, rendered thanks to the Lord for such great condescension and favor granted to the soul of the precursor and prophet, and to his mother Elizabeth. Signifying her readiness to fulfill the divine pleasure, she spoke to his majesty and said, Most High Lord, beginning and cause of all good, let your name be eternally glorified, acknowledged and praised by all the nations. I the least of your creatures give you humble thanks for the liberal kindness which you wish to show to your servant Elizabeth and to the son of her womb. If it is according to the promptings of your condescension that I serve you in this work, I stand prepared my Lord to eagerly obey your divine mandates. The Most High answered her, My dove and my beloved, elect among creatures, truly I say to thee that on account of your intercession and your love I will as a father and most liberal God take care of your cousin Elizabeth and of the son who is to be born of her. I will choose him as my prophet and as the precursor of the word, which is made man in thee. I will look upon him as belonging to you and intimately connected with yourself. Therefore I wish that my and your only begotten go to see the mother in order to free the son from the chains of the first sin, and in order that before the common and ordinary time decreed for other men, his voice and praise may sound up to my ears, Canticles 2.14, and that the mysteries of the Incarnation and Redemption may be revealed to his sanctified soul. Therefore I wish thee to visit Elizabeth, for we three persons of the Blessed Trinity have chosen her Son for great deeds conformable to our pleasure. 192. To this command of the Lord the Most Obedient Mother responded, You know my Lord and God, that all the desires of my heart seek only your divine pleasure and that I wish to fulfill diligently whatever you command to your humble servant. Allow me my God, 
to ask permission from my husband Joseph and that I make this journey according to his will and direction. And in order that I may not diverge from what is your pleasure, do govern me during this journey in all my actions, direct my footsteps to the greater glory of your name, Psalm 118-113. Accept therefore the sacrifice, which I bring in going out in public and in leaving my cherished retirement. I wish to offer more than my desires, God and King of my soul, I hope to be made able to suffer all that will conduce to your greater service and pleasure, purely for your love, so that the longings of my soul may not remain entirely unfulfilled. 193. When our great queen came out of this vision, she called upon the thousand angels of her guard, who appeared to her in bodily forms, and told them of the command of the Most High. She asked them to assist her with careful solicitude in this journey, to teach her how to fulfill all the commands according to the greater pleasure of the Lord, to defend her and guard her from dangers so that she might conduct herself in the most perfect manner in all things during that journey. The holy princes, with wonderful devotion, offered to obey and serve her. In the same manner the mistress of all prudence and humility was accustomed to act also on other occasions. For though she was herself more wise and more perfect in her deeds than the angels, yet because she was yet in the state of pilgrimage and endowed with a nature lower than that of the angels, she was always solicitous to attain the plenitude of perfection by consulting and asking for the aid of her guardian angels, though they were her inferiors in sanctity. Under their direction and also by the promptings of the Holy Spirit, all her human actions were well disposed and well ordered. The heavenly spirits obeyed her with alacrity and punctuality, such as was proper to their nature and due to their queen and lady. They held sweet intercourse and delightful conversation with her, and alternately with her they sang highest songs of praise and adoration of the Most High. At other times they conversed about the supernal mysteries of the incarnate word, the hypostatic union, the sacrament of the redemption, the triumphs to be celebrated by him, the fruits and blessings accruing from that to mortals. It would necessitate lengthening out this work too much if I were to write all that has been revealed to me about these conversations. 194. The humble spouse proceeded immediately to ask the consent of St. Joseph for executing the mandate of the Most High. And in her consummate prudence she said nothing of these happenings, but simply spoke to him these words. My Lord and Spouse, by the divine light it was made known to me, that through condescension of the Most High, the prayer of my cousin Elizabeth the wife of Zacharias has been heard, she has conceived a son, though she was sterile. Since she has obtained this singular blessing, I hope that through God's infinite bounty, her son will greatly please and glorify the Lord. I think that on this occasion I am under obligation to visit her and converse with her on certain things for her consolation and spiritual encouragement. If this is according to your liking my master, I will perform it with your permission, for I am entirely subject to your will and pleasure. Consider then what is best for me and command what I am to do. 195. This prudent silence of the Most Holy Mary so full of humble subjection, 
was very agreeable to the Lord, for she showed herself thereby worthy and capable of receiving the deposit of the great sacraments of the king, Tobit 12:7. Therefore, and on account of the confidence in his fidelity with which she proceeded, His Majesty disposed the most pure heart of St. Joseph, giving him his divine light to act conformably to his will. This is the reward of the humble, who ask for counsel, that they will find it with certainty and security, Sirach 32-14. It is also the peculiar prerogative of a holy and discreet seal to be able to give prudent advice to those that ask. Full of this holy counsel St. Joseph answered our Queen. You know already my lady and spouse, that my utmost desires are to serve you with all diligence and attention, for I am bound to have this confidence in your great virtue that you will not incline toward anything which is not according to the greater pleasure and glory of the Most High. And this is my belief also in regard to this journey, lest your making this journey alone and without the company of your husband cause surprise. I will gladly go with you and attend to your wants on the way. Do appoint the day on which we shall depart together. 196. The Most Holy Mary thanked her prudent spouse Joseph for his loving solicitude and for his attentive cooperation with the will of God, in whatever he knew to be for his service and honor. They both concluded to depart immediately on their visit to the house of St. Elizabeth, Luke 139 and prepared without delay the provisions which consisted merely in a little fruit, bread and a few fishes, procured by St. Joseph. In addition to these he borrowed a humble beast of burden in order to carry their provisions and his spouse, the Queen of all creation. Forthwith they departed from Nazareth for Judea, the journey itself I will describe in the following chapter. On leaving their poor dwelling the great mistress of the world knelt at the feet of her spouse Joseph and asked his blessing in order to begin the journey in the name of the Lord. The saint was abashed at the rare humility of his spouse, with which he had already been impressed by experience on so many other occasions. He hesitated giving her his benediction, but the meek and sweet persistence of the Most Holy Mary overcame his objections and he blessed her in the name of the Most High. The heavenly lady raised her eyes and her heart to God, in order to direct her first steps toward the fulfillment of the divine pleasure and willingly bearing along in her womb the only begotten of the Father and her own, for the sanctification of John and that of his mother Elizabeth. Instruction which the heavenly queen and lady gave me. 197. My dearest daughter, Many times I have confided and manifested to you the love burning within my bosom, for I wish that it should be ardently re-enkindled within your own, and that you profit from the instruction which I give you. Happy is the soul, to which the Most High manifests his holy and perfect will, but more happy and blessed is he, who puts into execution what he has learned. In many ways God shows to mortals the highways and pathways of eternal life, by the Gospels and the Holy Scriptures, by the sacraments and the laws of the Holy Church, by the writings and examples of the saints, and especially, by the obedience due to the guidings of its ministers, of whom His Majesty said, Whoever hears you, hears me, for obeying them is the same as obeying the Lord Himself. 
Whenever by any of these means you have come to the knowledge of the will of God, I desire you to assume the wings of humility and obedience, and as if in ethereal flight or like the quickest sunbeam, hasten to execute it and thereby fulfill the divine pleasure. 198. Besides these means of instruction, the Most High has still others in order to direct the soul, namely, He intimates His perfect will to them in a supernatural manner, and reveals to them many sacraments. This kind of instruction is of many and different degrees, not all of them are common or ordinary to all souls, for the Lord dispenses His light in measure and weight, Wisdom 11.21. Sometimes He speaks to the heart and the interior feelings in commands, at others, in correction, advising or instructing, sometimes He moves the heart to ask Him. At other times he proposes clearly what he desires, in order that the soul may be moved to fulfill it. Again he manifests, as in a clear mirror, great mysteries, in order that they may be seen and recognized by the intellect and loved by the will. But this great and infinite good is always sweet in commanding, powerful in giving the necessary help for obedience, just in his commands, quick in disposing circumstances so that he can be obeyed, notwithstanding all the impediments which hinder the fulfillment of his most holy will. 199. In receiving this divine light my daughter, I wish to see you very attentive, and very quick and diligent in following it up indeed. In order to hear this most delicate and spiritual voice of the Lord it is necessary, that the faculties of the soul be purged from earthly grossness and that the creature live entirely according to the spirit. For the animal man does not perceive the elevated things of the divinity, 1 Corinthians 2.14. Be attentive then to his secrets, Isaiah 24.16, and forget all that is of the outside. Listen my daughter, and incline your ear, free yourself from all visible things, Psalm 44 11. And in order that you may be diligent, cultivate love, for love is a fire, which does not have its effect until the material is prepared, therefore let your heart always be disposed and prepared. Whenever the Most High bids you or communicates to you anything for the welfare of souls, or especially for their eternal salvation, devote yourself to it entirely, for they are bought at the inestimable price of the blood of the Lamb and of divine love. Do not allow yourself to be hindered in this matter by your own lowliness and bashfulness, but overcome the fear which restrains you, for if you yourself are of small value and usefulness, the Most High is rich, 1 Peter 1:18, powerful, great, and by himself performs all things, Romans 10:12. Your promptness and affection will not go without its reward, although I wish you rather to be moved entirely by the pleasure of your Lord, 